had I put Boiler Room on because it was on Showtime, and I was like, yeah, I haven't watched this in a while. It's Let's a fantastic it. movie. Ben Affleck. I'm not a Ben Affleck. I know you're not, but Ben Affleck doesn't look like Ben Affleck in that one. I know. So I, I like Ben Affleck more as a director than I do as, as an actor, but he was great in The Boiler Room. I mean, that, that for sure has to be on a movie list. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I know I texted you like that stupid question, which was like, hey, it's a dumb question. This is on the list, oh, right? for like, sure, you know? dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So Boiler Room is for sure on the I list. I mean, it's definitely not a movie about like what you should do, but it's, it should give you an exactly. idea of kind of some of, who, some of the people that are out there. Well, but at the same time, like Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, also are movies that are about what you shouldn't do yeah. if you work in finance. So, oh, yeah. And apparently, I have good music taste because people have been requesting my albums list. That's right. I saw so, that. You got, you got the, one, you know, the one requester. Okay. Don't just say the one. Okay. Been, For now. You know, I'm just saying. Well, this is the same time. But remember, you know, at the same time at the bar last week, I had this group event. It was just like, this music is awesome. This music list is awesome. Right? I haven't had a bad song yet. And I was like, yeah, Aaron may be gone, but he keeps on giving. Exactly. Because I have fantastic music taste. Did you know that over $5 trillion exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. All right, everybody, welcome back to Drunkenomics. I need to shut me up because I'm tired of hearing my own voice from the intro. But anyways, welcome to Drunkenomics. We're here. Uh, we're kind of live, but not really because this is all edited and this is all pretty much shortened down so that it can be tolerated. Yeah, it can appease your fluffy ears. I am your uh, semi-gracious host, Aaron Wong. I, by the way, before we really get started, I want you to know that, like, this has been such a bullish day. I'm personally really happy about it because of the way I've been trading. So that's why I'm, like, five Manhattans in right now. Oh! In all actuality, I'm three Manhattans and two beers in. Now I'm drinking some Irish whiskey. So here we are. Nice. Yeah, thank you. And I'm joined alongside my my favorite drinking buddy. Oh, that would be what? me, the, uh, the host of Dubious Grace. James Goldwater. So here I am. Very dubious grace, but you know, that's why we love him. So yeah. Anyways, so glad you could join us. This is Drunkenomics, the podcast in which we talk about finance movies and um, concept albums. For a minute. And then we talk about- And then- I don't know. We transition. Yeah. We talk about, I guess, economics while drinking. Economics. Wait, we drink? No. Yes. Wait, this, what, what month is this? It's November. Yeah. What does November rhyme with? It rhymes with don't remember. Fair enough. So don't remember November. No remember November. You know, this... you know what it doesn't rhyme with? It doesn't rhyme with dry. Yeah. Dry exactly. November? No. So Thanksgiving. Are you crazy? Yeah, I know. Right? That's, that's absurd. So I'm thinking, I know it's supposed to be don't remember December, but I'm just saying it could be don't remember November leading up to don't remember December. And you know what they say? Hangover suck. Stage economical. Fair don't enough. remember November and December. I'm down. Yeah. So I am currently hammered right now, and I am ready to get this show. No, sorry. I'm ready to get this display on the road. <laughs> so here we go. I guess 
the major that was major huge news today. Yeah, it will and be up is, at seven a.m. Yeah, and this is great for all of humanity. Absolutely, I don't care whose team you're on. No, this is good. This news. is good for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess, what, is it just Pfizer or is it Pfizer Lilly? No. So it was Pfizer. Oh and, no, it's Pfizer um, and um, the German firm, and then BioNTech. Pfizer, Moderna, and BioNTech. Yeah. From what it looks like, were the ones that came up with the new plan. Now, it's not a perfect plan. It's, it's not, not a perfect, but uh, they, I think based on the data they've seen or the data they have, they, they're seeing that in their trials, in their vaccine trials, their COVID vaccine trials, they found um, um, it's 90 plus percent effective in preventing symptoms. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'll say this. So as far as the effectiveness of this vaccine, it is more effective than the polio vaccine. Well, and the, well the, big, the big thing about this is that assuming everyone gets the vaccine, I think once we've seen like the safety and everything else on it, I'll be happy to go out and get it. But mm -hmm. uh, 90, they say essentially when you have 90% immunity, so either through vaccination or through recovery from an illness, once you reach that 90%, that's when you have what's classified as herd immunity. Right. So yeah, exactly. This vaccine could get us there. Yeah, and that's that's huge. Yeah, so if we have herd immunity, I mean, it, it, think think about like influenza, right? Like f the flu is not a is not a concern. No. But if you go back to like 1912, I mean, that's like, oh my god, you have the flu, get away from me, right? I mean, well, there's like, yeah, I mean, especially thing. if we think about like 1918 Spanish flu, right? Yeah, no, if they if they'd been within a year about able to make immune 90 percent of the population, you wouldn't have had the huge number of deaths that you saw. I mean, if you look yeah. at polio, if they've been able to vaccinate nine. Within one year. I mean, that's the big thing. Within one year of the emergence. So but, like, most, but most vaccines usually emerge within one year of this becoming a thing. Well, we're getting faster. I mean, computers and everything else. We're getting faster because if you think about it, like, so right now it's November. Like, November of last year was COVID was when it was thing. No. starting. It probably was. Uh, no, it, I mean, it was, yeah, but it, it didn't become, it didn't make headlines because it was still in China and that was it. Yeah, it was in December that it started kind of creeping into headlines as a mystery virus, right? So it was probably there, yeah, but, it, but you're right. By this time last year, was there, was it something we knew about? No, I don't think. Right, yeah. I didn't. And I remember it was, it was around St. Patty's Day of this year in which it really started to affect the behaviors of well that's when we States. i mean that's when we got shut down like if we think about like i mean you and we i got shut down right knew, before we, we got shut down right before st patty's day yeah but you so. and i remember we were talking in february we were talking about how as it was the end of january when we went oh it's a big deal for china that's going to have economic implications this is before we started podcasting for those of you that don't remember for those of you that do yeah thank you um Ish, yeah. no remember because we were we started talking about it and then boom like just hit they all, shut yeah. down and then the, but they also we also like for us when we went i remember you and i were talking and we went oh they're canceling all the new year's celebration all the chinese new year celebrations mm -hmm. oh Which we knew, like, like that's huge and they're telling them don't come back yeah. to work for a week expect to be closed for a week or two we were like all of china's closing for two weeks yeah because like, they if you do think, that yeah and like for those of you that don't know my, my last name is wong okay so what if that contextualizes things i know right if that contextualizes things like yes i have chinese ties all right my parents my uncles and aunts and my grandparents are all tied with the whole chinese new year's thing and whatever so like we all knew that like when chinese new year's was not being celebrated in china we knew that there was going to be major economic implications in China just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially like, you know, it's in New Orleans, Christmas and New they, Year all at once. It's Mardi Gras. It's right, exactly. Everything. It's like in New Orleans, if, if, if New Orleans, they, they just didn't do Mardi Gras. I mean, it's like, like think about how much money they're losing in New Orleans. Right. So like in China, 
that was the same exact thing. Like people save up all year for Chinese New Year celebrations. And if a pandemic were to come in and interrupt all of that, I mean, that's a lot of money that's being saved up that's not being spent. It'd be like if they, the only kind of, it's not exactly the same, but it's like 4th of July in the U.S., but more. It, it's yeah, like 4th of July way, on steroids. way more. Yeah. Because, like, so I'm trying to think like Mardi Gras is one spot, but like 4th of July is everywhere. And it'd be like if the 4th of July, New Year's, all of that was one holiday for a week and it got canceled. Yeah. And, you know, on a personal note, 4th of July to me is my, like, my favorite holiday. I love 4th of July. I think Jim Gaffigan said it best when he said, um, uh, well, the founding fathers would want me to have a beer or uh, what was it? A, a beer, a broad and a steak. I'm going to need my energy. I'm blowing stuff up later. Yeah, exactly. If you're not from the Midwest, like go to the Midwest during 4th oh, of July man. and just enjoy 4th of July in the Midwest. Like hit up a friend that you know of in Missouri or Kansas or, or Nebraska, Nebraska and just go hang out with them on 4th of July because I'm telling you, it is so much fun. Like you wouldn't believe how much fun Make it sure is. that you, you, make, you get the friends that drive to Missouri for fireworks. Oh, yeah. Not to mention Missouri has the least stringent alcohol laws in the U.S. Outside of New Orleans? Yes, dude. I could literally be walking around with this drink in my hand. Like if I was walking to the grocery store in Missouri with this drink in my hand, they'd be like, yeah, come on in. So, but anyways, let's, let's move into the podcast. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Let's move into uh, vaccine news. So I guess we um, hinted at at the beginning. I mean, I guess the question now is when they can get it to market, but it looks like there's one that's extremely effective. Right. Yeah. So what I saw today was they've produced 50 million doses, units, oh. doses, units. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I'm just going to say units because that's the safest measurement. Sure. Uh, so they produced 50 million units of this vaccine. And the biggest problem in which that they're facing in terms of distributing this unit and storing this, uh, storing this vaccine is that they need to store in sub-freezing temperatures. Ooh. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. That's the big obstacle. In today's day and age, I don't feel like that's that big of an obstacle, but I still feel like there are hurdles to overcome. You have to get some sort. I mean, my, my assumption is at this point they're gonna it's gonna require some sort of refrigerated truck. Exactly. So, um, they, so we transporting it, I think, will be easy. Refrigerated trucks, refrigerated train cars. But they, but they have those. They have those for foods. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie Goodfellas, you listen <laughs> to this podcast. Go watch the movie Goodfellas. There's a scene in the movie Goodfellas in which I can't, a frozen truck. Is a pretty vital scene in the movie. Yep, but the hanging sides. And of this beef. is in the nineties. Hey, or if you've seen, or if you've seen Narcos, because there's in Narcos, and um, see Narcos, yeah, in that first scene so. where they talk about how Miami had to had to rent refrigerated trucks from companies to store bodies because the morgue didn't have space. See? So this technology bit, it's been like around said, a minute. Been around for quite some yeah, time. so that for better for now, worse. Yeah, no. I, can you get it places? Yeah. Is there storage when you get there? Now there's a good question. I mean, a re- you could do it in restaurants, but do you really want to get your vaccine out of a out of a McDonald's walk-in? Yeah, exactly. So, and that was the thing that I saw today. For the most part of the news was, I mean, this is a great day for science. I'm not going to sit here and say that, that it isn't. And I'm so happy to hear this news. Absolutely. Like, I can't wait to like go to live music festivals again. And I can't wait to go to live sporting events. And I can't wait to go watch movies in movie yeah. theaters. And I can't wait to go up to, to just go to a freaking pub and just drink and sing whatever song See, I'm, for me jukebox. for me the big thing that i'm excited about i guess is um that I, so yeah that return to normalcy which is awesome but i'm really excited for the economy to actually be able to recover right for yeah. selfish reasons one 
But also, I'm really wondering how this is going to affect stimulus negotiations kind of in, in terms of like now that there's like, OK, it's going to take nine months to run it out to make this 500 okay, million yeah. doses for the U.S. And maybe everyone needs to. It's first and then a booster to like finish the series because we all had a because we all remember series vaccinations for when we were kids. You asked my mom. I yeah. Um, but, like, but my two main questions for this episode are so one. How does this affect stimulus talks? Okay. I do think we still need a stimulus talk. I, still, oh, we, we I do. do think we still we need do. stimulus. And it, it's, yeah. we need a fiscal stimulus, maybe more than one, but we need we need something. Right. I, yeah. I don't so deny that. So, yeah, so let's divulge into this topic real quick. So if you listen to our election episode, we, we did a half an episode about the about the result of the election. Which is why we're kind of ignoring and, it tonight. Right, yeah. Obviously, it's a big topic. But I but, think this thing, I think Pfizer's news might it's probably going to be big right and the markets agreed today well today yeah monday the monday the night yeah exactly so my two questions are like how, how will this affect stimulus and haven't the markets already priced this in that's my other question and i know that's a yes or no question but at the same time there's i mean it, it's a rabbit hole but let's start with the stimulus um god i'm hammered right now um <laughs> Anyways, I'm on, don't so, worry about getting on your level. Right, yeah. I don't implore you to well, do maybe that not because all the way, I care you know, about you tomorrow morning. I learned my lesson but, two um, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson every day. So Yeah, well, <laughs> let's put it this way. Um, I love learning. I hate being taught, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Winston Churchill said. But. No, I mean, it gets rougher every week, but regardless. <laughs> so, stimulus talks. Um, I don't know. I do think we still need it because I think Main Street's hurting more than we ever thought. I talked to one of my good friends recently that lived in New York City. You know, if you look at the real estate market in New York City, the real estate market everywhere else is amazing. But if you look at the real estate market in the population hubs, such as New York City, San Francisco, mm-hmm. all those places, they're all struggling. Yeah. So well, people, young people who, I think what we've seen, what we're seeing is a lot of young people who went to college in these major urban centers. So like not every college is like Nebraska or is like Penn State, where it's kind of like the town is around the university and it's very much like... They have right, a symbiotic yeah. relationship. And Lincoln's kind of weird because Lincoln's also the capital of Nebraska. There's a million of those. I mean, Waco, Texas, Lubbock, Lubbock yeah, Texas, yeah, 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 yeah. Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, exactly. So you, still, you, Stillwater, Oklahoma, yeah, right? Florida so. and Gainesville, right? So it's Gainesville, all, it's, Florida, it's, it's, right? That's a right? good one. So it's, yeah, it's not really like, but, where, but when you get, we get to like yeah. San Francisco, New York City, um, Boston, these are cities that they do have substantial university populations of, of students. And so they're renters because they're seldom owners. But I think you're seeing that not only is there those institutions, but you also see around them uh, in New York specifically and L.A. that like group of young people who are coming in to act and sing to be in the performing arts. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a huge draw. But then again, you also have the people that work in hotels and everything else who, who rent. Right. And then suddenly there's no reason for them to be in New York City or Boston or L.A. In fact, right, there's yeah. a very good reason for them to leave those areas. Chicago, if we want to throw another one on there. Yeah, especially during a pandemic. It's like, you know, like yeah. you move to New York City, you move to San Francisco, you move to LA, you move to Chicago to audition for all of these roles because that's where they all are. That's where right? they are. Yeah. That's great. You know, like, and, and, I, and I want, like, nobody wants talent to flood these industries like I do. I right? love the, I, I love the performing arts. I love, I, I love, love when there are theaters that are full. I love when people are going to theaters to see plays. I love when mm-hmm. there's a new play every week. I love when there's a musical through. I love it all. I do. I have, you, yeah. I have a huge love of musical theater and of, and of plays in general. Yeah, well, but, and um, I'm just saying like, I'm not bragging because I never brag. I don't ever. Not brag. even once. I'm such a humble. Uh, yeah, I never, I've never bragged in my life. I'm such a humble guy, but I'm just saying 
Nobody loves the performing arts more than I'm, I do. Hey, just say hey, I'm not. I'm not in a competition with <laughs> you. I'm just saying, like, these are the places where those things flourish. But the critical aspect of this is an audience. Exactly. And the critical way that these the, things succeed is that the audience is not. That is not only there's an audience, but that the audience is there, bums and seats, elbow mm-hmm. to elbow, wall to wall, every show, and having a good time. Well, they and they're not there every show if they're not having a good time, right? Where it gets out. But exactly. if you can't have people there, then you don't have plays. You don't have the actors there. And then right. so now you've yeah. got everyone that worked in the theaters, yeah, right? So there's there's that everyone that works there and everyone that makes money off of that. Yeah, but it's but it's not just that industry too, you know. As as much as I love this industry and as much no, it's as I not want just to them. credit this industry. But it's also but it, right, it's, it's I, them. I, yeah, but I know they are and college, the droves of thousands. But it's but it's of, it's you know what I see it's 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 those guys, it's college kids, it's young people starting out in other industries, right? So the Aaron Wongs of the world who have gone to take essentially uh, that that entry job at an investment firm. You know, the, the brand new accountants going into their firms, the brand new uh, the brand new engineers showing up yeah. at their firms. But now they're getting told, actually, you're going to have to work from a computer. You don't have to be at the office because there's no way for you to be at the office. So you need to work from a computer yeah. from home. And so where's the, where do you go? I mean, yeah, you're getting paid, but a lot of people have gone home. Yeah, but the issue is like, you can work from your home in New York City, which you pay $2,500 a month to live in, or you can work from your home in Pennsylvania, in which you pay $900 a month. If you're paying in, at all. Right. Because you could be, or you could hey, be, mom, hey, dad. Right. You, you know what I mean? You could be doing that. Or if you you know are sick of your mom and dad, you could be living in your college town, and you could be living in a house with five of the dudes that you went to Penn State with, For and just be 300 like, bucks a hey, month, look, you know? yeah, yeah, I remember you guys, like, you know, the mortgage on this house that we were renting is... Fifteen hundred a month. There's five of us here, and you're living. And you're living cheap. You're making good money for probably the first time in your life, right? Because you're moved on to something. You're making, but you're, you're making New York City money living in Pennsylvania. I mean, that's exactly. Amazing. Or you're making I mean, Facebook. Awesome. You're making Facebook money living at, like in Nevada or something, right? So there's all these options. Right, yeah, you're Facebook, you, making Facebook money and not living in Palo Alto. Yeah, you can be making right? Palo Alto um, money living in Reno. Right. Exactly. So like, so, I mean, that'd be amazing. And so that's actually the so. really cool. I, I mean, I, I say cool thing and like, maybe this is the, the cool outcome, the good outcome, the positive, the, the silver lining on COVID is that it has kind of shown that, you know, working from home is possible and maybe this will damage commercial real estate, but it's one of those things where it's like maybe the, the big office in the big building isn't as necessary or the size of the office isn't as mandatory as it used to be. But I also think like coming out of this, people that want to work in the office are going to work in the office, you know? And like me, for instance, I'm one of those people who are like, I moved from Lincoln, Nebraska to Dallas, Texas very recently to start a new job. And I don't know very many people in Dallas, you know? Like I have a really close friend that lives in the Dallas area. He lives quite a ways away from me. Yeah, Dallas isn't but, small. <laughs> right, yeah, it's like Phoenix. I mean, it's it's massive, right? So, you know, every time I see him, it's I, I got to drive almost an hour away. I mean, I got to drive like, it's pretty much like from Lincoln to Omaha. I got to drive like, that distance to go see him, which I'm willing to do. But regardless, like, you know, I feel like if I did have that office environment, I would be able to meet a lot more of my employees, uh, my fellow colleagues, and I'd be able to assimilate a little bit more in in the Dallas area. Yeah, you'd have a network of people who do similar things that are closer to you. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and I, you know, and, you know, and I love Dallas. I, I love this area. I'm not like, I'm just saying, I feel like it'd be a lot easier for people to relocate for a job once we develop this herd immunity. But ultimately, so, I mean, like that's I just, said, I mean, that's just one reason we need a stimulus is that we've got all this, you know, we have yeah. industries that just can't exist right yeah. now. So I still feel like even though we do have a vaccine, I still feel like we need a stimulus because there are several industries and several people 
that, you know, regardless of whatever industry they're working, they just need help making that next oh, yeah. mortgage payment, now, making that next rate yeah, payment. Yeah, now there, is, you know? there are some firms. So I think for people, we need a strong stimulus. For Main Street, we need a small stimulus. A strong stimulus for small business, we need a strong stimulus. For like the really big firms, for the Boeings of the world, for the Lockheed Martins, for these like for these guys that make planes, the guys that they're not going anywhere, but they're having problems. You know, I'm a little harsher on these big companies. My response is kind of a tough shit. You have access to right, yeah. so like, you have access yeah, right, to yeah, so markets like, and stock. Fine, dilute it. I don't care about your EPS. You have other rep, um, avenues to raise right, yeah. capital. Other right, than so other- like wind resorts, uh, carnival. I mean, you had, you had a bad year. Go on. Uh, yeah, for right. me, for me, like looking at, for me, looking at Carnival, actually, Carnival and the rest of the cruise industry for me is a totally different thing. I look at them and I go, "Didn't want to pay taxes here? Get fucked." It's very much. <laughs> right, a, yeah. it's, it's, I'm also kind of upset with like if companies like Apple were getting it and and like Amazon or Google, it's kind of like you haven't paid a whole lot of federal taxes here either. So, so jog on, get please. Right, yeah. And it's the thing is, is if you're gonna but, have to, if you're gonna turn around with your hand out and go, "Please, sir, things are very times are hard. We're not making as many profit." It's like, well, I can't help but notice you've never paid a penny in federal tax in the United States. Jog on. It's just, right, it's, it's, yeah. you have a lot of profit and federal and tax you're paying in Ireland. Go ask Ireland. And it's, it's harsh, but you know what? They also have other avenues of raising wealth. They don't need, they don't need a direct infusion from the government. Right. Yeah. But every country in the world, like you've mentioned in our half episode, is, <laughs> is just printing money and spending money like you wouldn't believe. And yeah. still, inflation is not a fact. Correct. And I think, I think it's because we all realize this is an exigent circumstance. This does not happen very often. So inflation doesn't have to react in the way it normally would in, I, well, if this was to happen. I agree. So, I agree with you partially. I also wonder if maybe um, artificially wages and other things have been kept so low for so long. Like the sensitivity to inflation, like the sensitivity to inflation. It, we're not near there yet. We're not even close to it. It's like it, it might be. Yeah, well, I they, mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll get to see what happens in the next few years because like Florida has raised its minimum wage over the next, I think, five years to $15 an hour. If that causes an, yeah, I, I'm well, not I convinced like, it will. But you know, I still feel like inflation is like the reason why inflation is so low is still a byproduct of deflation. Well, right? I, I would say if we, if we really want to, we've printed money, but we've given a lot of it to companies which are sitting on it. They, what, what have they spent it on? Deflation. We've propped up, we essentially, we've made it free to borrow money, so we've propped up markets. But then direct stimulus, we gave, Amer- every American citizen got roughly, two. if we just assume that it's, you know, no one's married, no one has kids, right? Everyone gets $1,200 individually. It's like, okay, that's great. Did you know that for just $4 a day, you can sponsor an American? What, what was this 12, uh, $1,200 then? I can understand looking at it and being like, oh, I don't know if I like this idea. It's November now. We know that there is now a vaccine. Right, yeah, that we've, has- yeah, we talked about that. But it's just, you know, at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, we get another stimulus. It's going to be great for all of us. It's going to be great for markets. But like, like we mentioned in our half episode, like I want to be targeted to people that need it, mm-hmm. right? People that are going to make it. It needs the to next- be, I think, targeted towards, I think another stimulus check is probably a good idea um, in the same way the last one was just because... Um, Christmas is coming and a lot of people have been out of work for a very long time. But I also um, like but I also don't feel like I still think inflation will be a concern. I don't think it will be in the near term, but I still think at some point we're gonna have to think about this stuff. Oh yeah. What's gonna happen well we're gonna have to think about it and we're gonna dollar. have to and we're gonna essentially have to at some point pay it back. Yeah. Then. But no, you know, if we wanna talk about inflation, it's like, well, in the Forex world, like I don't think it's gonna be a big deal because I think everyone else is printing so much money that it's like 
in, in terms of forex, in terms of our like the euro dollar exchange or the pound dollar exchange, it's not going to change very much just because they're printing a ton of money too. Yeah, and then especially if we then take into account things or or just the simple nature of the fact that like UK is shutting back down, Germany, France, Italy, they're shutting back down. I think it's pretty safe to say that given that Pfizer's in the U.S., the U.S. will have the vaccine readily available before other countries will. Right. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The problem is I'm pretty sure there's still a dip before we get there, which is why the stimulus is going to be critical to at least to be in negotiations and agreeing with what needs to be targeted. Right. Yeah. So leading into the second part of this episode. So the first part obviously is whether or not we need stimulus talks. Yes. The second part is whether or not the markets will- Have priced it in. Right. Yeah. Like whether or not the markets- have already reacted to the fact that there will be a vaccine and let's let's get ahead of the vaccine. I think, right? I mean, simplistically, we could say today's, you know, today's upswing on everything but NASDAQ, essentially, because uh, the Asian and European markets were up when the last time, last time I checked, they were, they were, I mean, they were, they were going um, crazy. Everything, so every we index say, in Asia was going crazy last I saw before we started recording this episode. We were going crazy. So what I can, so what I would say then is, is that them pricing in? Yeah, I think that's them pricing in that there is an end. But what I want to know is, if there was no coronavirus, would the Dow have hit 30,000? Probably. I, by this point, would the Dow have hit 30,000? I mean, it was up 29.8 or something, wasn't it? Well, at, at yeah, no, highs. today it was definitely up 29.8. And I thought I was actually going to surpass, not going to lie, it was going to surpass 30,000. Well, it, so was it going to break 30 today? I, I still, okay, so there's, there's now hope that it will happen. Right. There's no reason it's not going to occur, at least immediately in our face. But so for me, have they have they priced it in? Yeah, they've priced in the information they've got, which is there is a vaccine out there that can create essentially herd immunity. Now, the next thing. That, so what we'll start pricing in now is we'll start to see downward and upward fluctuations on pricing when they start to talk about how much it's going to cost, how difficult it's going to be to roll out, whether it's a one, sh- a, you know, a one vac, you know, a single injection or whether it's a series it's of, life, of right? five, right? Whether right. it's, this is like the first trial. There's still more time to come. So if they say, hey, look, if things keep going at this rate and we don't see any bad results, maybe we'll be ready to start publicly making available this vaccine. They were to say like in March. Well, then we'd be like, okay, so for five months through a particularly bad season, by the way, like the flu season, we're going to have to deal with it. And there's going to be some very serious issues to deal with then, right? Because mm-hmm. there's more information needed, but I'd say that based on, I'd say the optimism has all priced in now. Right. So, but but do you think now that the optimism is all priced in, do you think that the economy will react and recover quicker than the markets in the next year? So or do you think the markets will keep going up? I think the, I think the markets are still going to, I think the markets are still divorced. I think, so the thing is, what was made very clear in, in, in April is that they don't want markets to go down. They won't let markets mm-hmm. collapse. So- at this point, I mean, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say it, the markets are being propped up. They have been for years, but they're being propped up by monetary policy. They're not being backed by yeah. it, right? So it's, it's this free money and it's these stock buybacks, right? So they're propping it up. It's all, it's a marshmallow. If you go to mash it, it will collapse, right? So it's being yeah. held up. It's being held up. They won't let it go down. It's short-sighted and it's not capitalistic. So anyone who sits here and says like, oh, I love capitalism. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a capitalist through and through, but it's like- Things need you know, to be allowed to go start- down. To go back to the zombie company conversation- Which things, we were talking about last yeah, week, right? Things need so- to be allowed to go down to the point where companies are forced to file bankruptcy because they can't exist. But if they can keep raising funds, 
through markets and through bond markets because interest rates are so low that they can go, oh, fuck it, why not? We can stagger on instead of actually reforming. It's, right, yeah. it's a problem. I mean, and, and if the government can come up with you know a half a trillion dollars to bail out the existing companies, it's like then you could come out with a hundred, like a half a trillion dollars to to fund the new companies or to or, restructure yeah, everything to, to, to let them go into right? bankruptcy proceedings and then restructure help, everything else and then right? help so, help new companies come in or even god forbid it was a spac comes in and buys up a company that's in bankruptcy going well now that we've got these protections we can go in there we can trim all the excess we can get rid of all this bloat right we can make this and company I, lean mean and get it back out into the ring right, right? yeah so and i'm not like I, I promise you i'm not saying that's that's the solution i'm just saying that's something to consider because would it be worse off for the government to come in and bail out the existing companies than to just come up with more money and fund newer companies? I don't know. I well, don't know. Well, a government right? doesn't have, have no to fund idea. a new company. A government doesn't have to fund it a doesn't. new company, right? So, so they just yeah, need to, exactly. so needs like, to create we, like, conditions for a new company, a new company to flourish. So it's 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 almost like um you live in a city with a historic get ready to drink, folks. Yeah. You live in a city and there's a historic and there's a historic district. And at the beginning of like 2000, this historic district was doing great. Every shop was full, every every restaurant was full. People loved it. Well, now it's 2020, mm-hmm. and every time that uh and these buildings are breaking down, but the regulation says, well, actually you don't need to fix your roof because you're a historic building. So we're going to grandfather you in. Actually, you don't need to update your electrical because yeah. you're a historic building. What happens is eventually these buildings are so far behind code that no one's willing, right? They're 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 well, stagnant. Well, they're they're suffering. Well what I'm saying is like so like TARP was very profitable for the government. Like yes, it was. TARP was a good deal for the government. Absolutely. And nobody disagrees with that. And factually no one disagrees was. with it who's right. Yeah exactly. So it was a good deal for the government. But what I'm also trying to say is like what if we had just let the big banks fail and started so, start over. Right. That, yeah. Well, a true capitalist would have would been like, say that's yeah, what you do. do. Yeah. And let's be honest um, here. There was if they did do that, it would have cost a lot more money than bailing out it the current there banks. Been, that there would have been a lot more suffering. I guess is the way to put it. It's, it makes more exactly. sense. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, but okay. Yeah. That's a better way no, to say it. But see, but the but the problem in, the, in this day and age. But I'll say the problem is if we look. So TARP was tremendously profitable, and it was the best solution to a terror like to a, sh- a real big problem. A terrible. Would problem. you call that? Would you call that problem an exigent circumstance? I would. Okay. But here, so here's the thing. It's like, um, get ready to drink again. Here's another analogy. They <laughs> I'm already drunk. So not you, the listeners, except except for our drivers out there. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Scotland. I know it's coffee in the mornings. I get it, and we salute you, sir. Um, but so you 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 were you were on your roof, and um, every day you uh no every day you climb this tree, and this one time you fall out of the tree and break your arm. Uh, the solution to how do you, you've, so you've gone to the doctor, you fixed your arm. So that's tarp. You went and fixed it. And then you go and start climbing that tree again. It's like, stop climbing the tree. Like it, it right, yeah. so the, stop, my stop, issue, stop going, my, so, well, it's, so, it's stop going back to the thing that made yeah, you break your arm. Made caused you to break you your know? arm in the first place. Exactly. Which is, and if we look at why we weren't willing to allow any banks other than, I mean, and it's, it, I mean, Lehman failed. But before then, Bear Stearns was essentially the government paid a, you know, yeah. well, made, and, gave and a and sweetheart deal, to be fair. Right, yeah. And the conspiracy behind <laughs> yeah, Goldman was, wanted Lehman yeah. gone. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, so there was that conspiracy, which, I mean, you know, th- think what you will. But, but what I mean is, so what the initial, so what the response should have been after we come out of 2008 is, if these banks are too big to fail, they're too big to exist. 
you break them up. You can't have them operating like that because you can't have someone so it's operate, kind of like you can't have someone operating with the kind of moral hazard that says every penny of profit I make, I keep and I give to my shareholders and my employees who are also shareholders, which is how they make money. But the second mm-hmm. I get myself in trouble because I have made some incredibly stupid bets, I can turn around to the government risky, and go, risky bets, and go yeah. if you don't, if you don't do this, Wall Street's done. So whenever you've got someone that can essentially turn around, so you've got a hostage situation now, which essentially give me taxpayer money for my stupidity. Are you going to do anything for us when you're doing great? No. It's not acceptable. So like, it's, that's how I, I kind of look at this at this idea of like- So ultimately what it comes down to is like, you know, is, is all this worth it, right? Like is all this stimulus, is all this government spending to revive and keep everything alive? So keep, is, is all so this keep worth everything it? alive? Not necessarily. To keep certain industries alive that have, it's just like they can't exist because health code says they can't, right? So like there's a mm-hmm. vaccine announced. Is the economy, so you ask, is the economy going to catch up? Eventually, yeah. But movie theaters, concerts, yeah, musical gosh. theater, all that, n- that is not going to come. None of yeah. that's going to come back until the vaccine is out, distributed, most people have it. You have been inoculated, right? So until, until it goes from being, hey, look, it looks like it's going to do 90%, it's going to give you a 90% immunity or, or 90% of people in it. And until it goes from, hey, look, it's going to, to, hey, look, it has, whenever that occurs, then the industries are going to come back, right? Then- then the factories are going to be able to be shoulder to shoulder again. Then you're going to have your meatpacking plants shoulder right, to shoulder again. Yeah. You're going to have the offices open again for everyone to be there. So you can actually go do your orientation at the office. Right, so you can, yeah. all these things, the vaccine has to go from, hey, it looks like it's going to do this to, hey, it has done this. Yeah. And I want to wrap up, but that's ultimately, that's what I want. And that's what I'm rooting for. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I miss second so means- much. I, I can't tell you how much I miss just choosing at the bar with a random person i have no idea you know yeah i've never seen before or, or yeah I or go and join a group of people that mm-hmm. I've ne- like none of these guys i've ever met you know and it's just like we're just drinking together and just having or being able to like, stand up and have a drink because like all the seats are taken right it's, yeah like, it's, i miss i miss that so much I'm, i miss concerts i miss theaters i, I miss all of that yeah so, I, miss, I miss taking flynn to the dog park with erica and being able to stop and actually see? stand close to the other people who are there with their dogs and talk to them instead of See? standing in this weird you know like I mean? six foot away like pods as these dogs run in between us just like what's happening I, what's going See on what I mean? so my whole deal is guys let's root for pfizer let's root for everyone let's root for pfizer it's not it's not I'm just saying like, let's root, yeah, yeah. everybody but i'm, not, right I'm, not, now, I'm just saying let's because i feel like if you know if i was pfizer if i was the ceo of pfizer right now i came up with this with this recipe mm-hmm. for a vaccine I would give it to every. I would give it to every single pharmaceutical company out there. I would be like, this would, is not a competition. I would, I would allow. This, so if I, so if it was me, and I Eli think Lilly, Regeneron, Gilead, so all these guys. Here's the recipe. And, so the great this thing is, is what you need. There's BioNTech in Germany, and then there's Pfizer in the U.S. So those are and these are the two big powerhouses of vaccine production, right? In terms of just the ability to produce numbers, right, um, yeah. volume of vaccine. I think what I would do if I were them is I would turn to all the other firms, and I think this is probably what will happen, is if theirs turns out to be the best one on the block or the first one clearly to market, you turn to everyone else and you say, hey, you can all produce under license from yeah. us, right? So uh, you pay us, I would literally, but, you get to, but you can also share in the revenues from this. Yeah, and I wouldn't, and I, and I wouldn't look for like a huge break-even price in terms of you sharing under the license. Well, yeah. Because it's just unfair. Let's let's be human here it's, this process. You'd think you'd, you'd be humane about let's, it, yeah. That's what you'd hope for. Yeah. Let's be on everyone's team and root for the moment in which we can go back so let's, let's, to the bar. Let's do a, let's, uh, in terms of game theory, right? Let's do what's best for ourselves. Game, 
and for the group, right? As 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 Professor exactly. Nash would have said. Right. Yes. Yeah, so let's like let let's get us all back on track. In which, because ultimately, if we're all still alive and we're all still healthy, we're going to consume your product. Regardless. We're going to consume more of so, your product for longer. Right. right. Exactly. We're going to be customers for longer. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, once the economy opens back up, we'll. We can afford to. Yeah. So imagine how many people yeah. now are being treated for like depression, anxiety, all this stuff. And it's not, I mean, I hate to say it, folks, it's not going away. Just because this is a way doesn't mean we're, we're, you're not going to be depressed anymore. It doesn't mean you're not going to be anxious anymore. It's just now, now you know what it is and now you can actually address it. So maybe another thing will be is we'll see a huge increase in like the mental health aspect yeah, of how people are. And I know mental health has been a big topic this year. And seriously, like, I mean, it's not something to overlook. It's nice that we've like, actually talked about it as the thing, is that it's actually being yeah, exactly. Go talk about it. But the thing is, like, you know, this is almost over. This is a huge, big step in the right direction. Yeah. And I've posted so many Instagram stories about this today on our platform and on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Like, this is a huge, big step in the right direction. I can't wait to go back to the bars and just be singing the stupid song by the killers, Mr. Brightside, <laughs> like, with everybody. You know, maybe that's what I'll go sing at karaoke. I can't, I can't wait. Whatever. (laughs) Who cares, man? I agree. Who cares? I agree. I just, I can't wait for that to happen. I'm so like, I'm so excited for us to just go back to life as normal. Like, I can't believe how much I miss life. All the little things too. Just the little things. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. I I never thought, I, I never thought that I would ever get to the point in my life where I'd miss that, but I do. And I valued it so much. And now we're getting one step closer back into that direction. And I'm I love just, it. Yeah, I'm just saying, let's all root for that to happen. Uh, at the same time, you know, I want to wrap up the presidential election reaction thing too. Whether you're like him or not, Joe Biden is the pilot of the new plane. And if you're in America, you're on the plane. And nobody ever steps onto a plane and wishes for the pilot to not succeed. So that's what I'm saying. Let's wish for the pilot to succeed. Whether or not you like the pilot, whether or not you want him to be in the pilot seat, doesn't matter. He's in the pilot seat now. At least, you know, we'll see what will happen with, with the election disputes, the election result disputes. But he's in the pilot seat now. Let's all root for him to do well. Yeah. That's my ultimate reaction. I, you know, so. it'll be interesting to see how he treats China because I don't think he's going to go soft on China. It'll be interesting to see his relationship with Russia because he's not going to go soft on Russia. It'll be interesting to see the negotiations on trade between the U.S. and the right, EU. Yeah, right. But I do want to say and this. Like, Britain. Uh, ho- hopefully the good stuff that Trump has established with Russia, North Korea, and China, Trump continues and the bad stuff he sheds away. That's what I want. All right. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying I hope it happens. Wouldn't it be nice if so. we could, yeah, if only the good continued and all the bad stuff and all the bad stuff was left by the yeah, wayside. Yeah, which... Which probably won't happen, but well, I want it to. If it does, this podcast would get very dull. Yeah, if this if that's the reason why this podcast is dull, great, fantastic. I don't care. And we could go back care. to like that's literally. What I want. Like, hopefully, we can get back to now that we're out of kind of the exciting season. We can literally talk about like economic concepts and how they're applying in your everyday life. Right. Like we started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, I have to take a slash here pretty soon, so let's wrap up. Sure. What do we need to say? Give us a shout out on uh, Instagram. Twitter and Facebook. Uh, like I said, movie list, albums list if you really want, um, and whatever else. Like, reach out to us on any of those platforms. You can also like, find I our you can also find our Discord up there. So you can reach out to us on Discord too. Yeah, and if you're on our Discord, because we have a lot of people on our Discord, apparently. Yes, yeah, you guys. Us. Yeah, say whatever you say whatever want. Say whatever you want. Yeah, We're I don't here. care. Yeah, like we'll respond to you as soon as yeah at some point. Yeah. We'll get back to you. Um, so yeah. Uh, reach out to us there and uh, also the guys at Herdat Media 
We love this new network. Go check them out. H-U-R-E-D-A-T. Uh, they've been tremendous in helping us, um, you know, grow and everything. So And improve the quality of our product entertainingly, whether you've noticed or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we yeah, have. They, yeah, they've been amazing. So go ahead and give them a check out. And, uh, but yeah, reach out to us on social media, Discord, and uh, check us out on Herdat. Also, one last thing I want to say before we wrap up. Patreon. We have we have a Patreon account. If you want to donate to us for whatever reason, we appreciate your generosity. And if you ever see us in person, if you I'll say this: if you're ever in Dallas and you want to hang out with me, I will buy you your first two beers. If you are if you are a patron, oh yeah, I would be thrilled to meet up with you and buy first the first couple. Yeah, rounds. if you're if you're a pa- if you're a patron and you're ever in Nebraska or in Lincoln, yeah, let us know. I'll I'll definitely be down time permitting schedule permitting to to meet up with exactly. you or and, and just hang out because I'll be honest we really appreciate everything you do yeah <laughs> and I want you guys to know that you know it's not an incentive to to be generous on Patreon I'm just saying I'll say it's a, I'll say it's an incentive okay. he may not yeah, but I well, will <laughs> I mean okay sure whatever anyways not bragging just saying uh, what else do we have to say chest not checkers. we have filled we have killed we have filled and we have killed and. What is left to say? We should probably stay. Well, that's right. Stay drunkonomical? Yeah, we should stay drunkonomical. I should stay drunkonomical too. Yeah. We both should. We all should. We all should. Everybody should. Absolutely. Hangover stuck. Stay drunkonomical. Cheers.